When you stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready. Eons before ever after, six like-minded individuals came together with a shared purpose, one of insertion, integration, inclusion. We aim to show our people a different kind of dice game, one based not on competition, but creation, imagination, and fruition, with these conditions. No futurism without the Afro, and always put the culture before the cash flow. We are the Dungeon Family. Last time on the Dungeon Family. You all had a very spirited conversation with the queen of lizard folk. Guys struck a deal with her. She will give you the jewel of Saltmarsh and in return to sort of signify peace between the lizard folk and Saltmarsh. You all will take care of a age-old problem that the lizard folk have had with this ancient creature known as Thousand Tooth. After which you all decide to have sort of a celebration and during said celebration, the Elizabeth partake of Owlbear, much to the discomfort of Ollie. Ollie does decide to lead the party, and she overhears that there is a uh, jail slash prison system among the Elizabeth, and she returns to the party to tell them about it. And her means of gaining interest is convincing Franklin that she has a jail kink much confusion eventually she has to confer with the guards that her kink isn't actually being locked up she likes to watch people get locked up which makes the whole situation more weird but eventually you all do gain entrance into the holding area other party decide to take this chance to investigate the trap door more you finally build up the courage to inspect what's behind the trapdoor and you notice that as you put your ear to it you hear the sounds of someone sleeping in their chambers and you decide that it's not worth whatever the outcome would be so you plan on going back to it at another point in time. Returning back to the holding area, Franklin tells you that they have a POW locked up and as a way to hurry this whole thing up and he can be done with this weird kink that Ali has. He has agreed to let you interrogate or talk to this prisoner. And we last left with Eno throwing some chum on the water to sort of get this mysterious creature's attention. And the last thing we saw was this figure emerging from the water. Franklin unlocks the door. He uh, directs you to this bucket of food that they feed this prisoner once a day. It's a bucket of chum. Uh, Eno uh, takes the ladle that's in the, the bucket of chum and she flings this mash of rotten fish through the cell walls and it lands on this murky, um, swampy water uh you can see this figure <clears throat> excuse me you can see this fi figure dashing about and it sees the ripples upon the water above it and it plunges through the water and before you you see this scaly green figure with hundreds of teeth glaring at you i would like to see if i recognize the creature Okay. 
Give me a, a nature check. Okay. Ooh, dirty 20. Okay, so I'll say, you know, being a pirate, you've traveled all across the ocean with your father. You've definitely encountered one of these creatures during your travel. You know it as a Sahuagin. They're also known as uh, shark monsters. Okay. You know that they are predominantly found in these areas that are known to be infested with sharks. Mm. They they have this sort of alliance with sharks, you know. They, you know from your travels again that they worship a shark god. And these are just things that you would have to know as a pirate, like you're constantly on the sea. You have to know, you know, particular areas to avoid or about certain creatures you might encounter. And this is definitely one of them. Okay. Would I also know about where they may be located in relation to salt marsh? You would definitely know that they, this is probably one of their hotspots, this particular area, the waters in the salt marsh. Okay. Would I know if Sahuians speak a language? You would know that they have their own language, and that is typically the only language they know. Much like um, lizard folk, the typical Sahuagin probably only speaks Sahuagin. Okay. Maybe someone of more prestige, someone of a higher rank would probably speak another language, maybe common. Just, you know, for the, the sake of, for the sake of trade or something like that, or diplomacy, things of that nature. But mm-hmm. you're fairly certain that the typical Sahuagin only speaks Sahuagin. She's the gift of the sea. She can't see language, like, you know, they're kind of watery. She's kind of water-esque. <laughs> yeah, I can't I mean, water talk. That's, that's, that's kind like of blubs. There's a lot of There's a lot of creatures in the sea that have, like, their own language. Okay, I was hoping I was hoping she had, like, water telepathy or, like, you know, bloops or something like that. I mean, I do see, see primordial which is but that's like a language of like elements so it's kind of like how i'm when we met jock even though i don't speak penguin i was still able to kind of understand him and relate back but i don't think Eno would be able to communicate what is okay dang i really wanted to talk to this thing I did too, and that's why I asked about what languages it, it, um, they they speak. Does it does it speak um, Morse code? <laughs> um, I I doubt it. <laughs> Dang, I was hoping for the Morse code. Okay, never mind. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I think Eno would would look at the uh, again, um and you know she recognizes this this creature and as she's like rec- uh, going through this information in her head she turns around and she looks to Franklin and she says is this the enemy that you've been facing 
has been driving you into salt marsh. He gives a deep sigh and he says, uh, unfortunately so. Um, we have been the third faction in a long-standing war for the ocean, and the tides are slowly turning in their favor. So all the more reason I feel that our queen has decided to broker a deal with you all in South Marsh. Ina looks at Franklin and says, I understand. I have not encountered or faced this again, but I am well aware of the dangers that they can bring. Are there any other prisoners here? He kind of thinks for a moment and he says, uh, well, there is one other. I'm not quite sure what use he would be for you all. Franklin, again, war is very complicated. Any information is helpful, and unfortunately, we won't be able to get any information out of the Cebu again, so it's worth a try. Mm-hmm. He nods. Um, well, it was worth a shot. I kind of presumed since you were all well-versed enough to know our language, perhaps you potentially knew their language, but it's been an issue for us here as well. I th- we have a, a party member who may be able to help with this. We can um, talk to Evelyn later and see if she can help. Uh, but for now, if you have another prisoner here, I'm sure there has to be a common language amongst us. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> Ali just says, yep. He yep. pauses for a second <laughs> and he says, I really don't think this particular prisoner would be of much help. Well, that's for me to determine, Franklin. What she said. Very well. Let's go. He he walks out and um, he takes you to the first cell and he opens the gate or the door rather and you see a very inebriated lizard folk. Is it the one that was on the ship with us? It's not. Okay. Um, I look at the inebriated lizard folk and in Draconic I say, fun night? You could say that. <sighs> A little too fun, if you know what I mean. I don't. Please enlighten me. You see, he kind of tilts to the side and starts to projectile vomit these chunks of some sort of animal. Guess I just had a load too much of the sauce. (laughs) (laughs) What what can old Triz do for you? His name is Triz? Triz, yes. T-R-I-Z. Triz? This guy seems great. Like a stellar, I think he's. I think he's. He's doing. He's doing time for something big, probably. I don't say this out loud. I, I like whisper it. 
Eno looks at Tris and she says, Are you here often? <laughs> Do you come here often? <laughs> <laughs> you see Franklin step out and tap his name plate on the door that has like his name on it. <laughs> <laughs> is it like is it like a metal plate like like he actually like it's like engraved yeah oh lord yep he comes here you know it's just like wow seems like you're a fucking legend my friend mm-hmm. well my reputation does precede me and they've got you behind bars they should be throwing you a parade he uh he tries to stand up and it's very wobbly and he staggers halfway across the room towards you and falls backwards. And he says, I like you guys. You get me. We do get you. Life. Life's a celebration. Yeah. It very much is. I agree. Uh, do you have any words of wisdom for us or like, you know... <laughs> words to to get us through these like how to be a legend how to be great like you <laughs> be a legend <sighs> shit you know you're putting me on the spot here oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> you're so good Jamar you're golden um he just kind of like belches really loud and he says, nice. <laughs> Eno cracks like a smile, like a genuine smile. And she goes, you know, you remind me. You guys smell that? <laughs> yes, yes. I believe we all do. It kind of smells like Sahuigan piss, but hey, fine. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm glad it's not me then. Yeah, Triz, you remind me of a person in my life, and you just seem like a hoot. If you ever uh, are sober for five minutes or so, don't count on it. Oh, okay. If you're ever functionally drunk, yeah, uh, uh, it's just a finger gun. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Give me a holler. He uh, he starts snoring. Iconic. Well, kicked um, ass. that that <laughs> was quite the ex- experience. Um, I would very much like to leave this place now, if possible. Um, can um, I roll? Roll for what? I was going to roll for perception just to see if there's anything that we missed or. Sure. R- roll me a perception. A nine. Oh, I'm also going to roll for perception. I probably won't do that. Like plus one. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, 13. For 13, what you thought was Sahuagan piss is definitely his piss. <laughs> Oh, I didn't think it was who again pissed. I just didn't want to put him on the spot. Oh, okay. Much appreciated. He, he won't say it now, but he appreciates it deep down. Um, I guess that's it. I think we're done with the, the cells. Oh, thank heavens. Thank you for 
being a very wonderful guide and host, Franklin. It was my unfortunate pleasure. Um, can we go now? Please. I look at Ollie and kind of give her the look of like, are are you good? Is this enough? Yeah, I grab, I grab, I grab Frankie's hand, and we're like, we could go now. Okay, and with that, you all uh, vacate the holding area. Um, you make your way back to the fork in the road where you uh, saw the locked gate before. And he's, uh, Franklin turns to you and says, well, if there's nothing else you require from me, I would very much like to uh, get some sleep now. It's quite late. What's this gate for? It's to keep prisoners from escaping. Oh, good. Very good. Very sturdy gate. Uh, yes, very sturdy indeed. Is this part of your kink? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Gates. I, I will be going now. And you see him abruptly about face and begin to power walk down the corridor towards his room. I remember where that room is, just to be sure. Okay, um, and you are free to sort of move about the area now if you want, or you all can get your rest for the next day. Oh, do you want to meet up with the, the other ones to see what um, what they found and what we found? And then we all go to bed? Yeah, I would imagine we can be. Because they're, they, well, I don't, I'm, well, we don't know if they're done yet. So I guess we, we meet up in the dining hall if it's still open. I don't know if it's got a closing time. I mean, it's not like a cafeteria or anything. It's just like a public <laughs> area where people gather to eat at the same time. Okay, good. So, yeah, I think we'd meet up at the cafeteria. Uh, we can just assume you all agreed upon this initially that the rendezvous point is back here in the dining hall. At this point, I would assume Evelyn and... Yaren have probably made their way back. Uh, you can presume Juice has retired to his quarters, uh, exhausted from such a long day of negotiating. That tracks. And the gang is all back together again in the dining hall. I guess we would tell them everything. We would tell them uh, about what we found down there, who's down there. Sturdy bars, sharp shark people, and possibly a new crew member if they're sober enough or can handle their liquor enough to join us. A lot transpired. A lot did happen. Looks like the lizard folk have a lot on their hands. Oh, yeah. Especially with... They even have... Dude, this, like, prisoner down there is massive. It has its own tank. It has sharp teeth and, and, and stuff. 
well, Eno would mo know more about it, so I pretty much, I didn't check to see if I knew anything about it, so I'm assuming I don't. Why did they capture it? Damn, that's what we should have asked. Hmm, interesting. Well, they captured it because they're at, this is the, the creature they're at war with. They're trying to get intel, but they don't. Speak Sahuyan, Evelyn. You're able to speak to creatures, right? Yes. Yes, I can. Oh. So, um, Polly, if you want to get me down there again in a non-sexual manner, very appreciate, you know, a, a consensual visit down there. <laughs> Fine. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I guess if we if we just tell them because they do want to get intel with this with this uh, person, they if we just tell like Frankie like straight up like hey we have I think even Eno said it like we have someone who can communicate with them. I think if we just tell Frankie like straight up like yeah we 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 have our person. If you want, can we go back down there to talk with it? I think he'd be cool. I, I think we should wait. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't think I don't think he's uh I think he's done for the night. You freaked him out, didn't you? I he was he looked tired. He looked really like like pale and very sweaty, so I assumed he was tired. I look at Eno. Did she freaked him out, didn't she? Yes. No! <laughs> yes, she did. I did not! Gosh, Ollie. We're I here didn't! For... We're not here for, for the sex. <laughs> I'm not here for the sex either! <laughs> I'm here for heroism and, and, and diplomacy and not and not a, a penis or whatever. Or, or whatever. <laughs> or vaginas or butts. <laughs> Whatever sex is. Whatever sex is. When um, you rub two sticks together. What's, <laughs> what's this uh, ability that you have? Uh, speak with an. Uh, yeah, speak with animals. Speak with animals. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it'd be considered an animal because it's uh, a humanoid. Ooh. If. If he said, like, comprehend languages, maybe? Let me, let me see, let me see, let me see. And even then, you would only be able to understand them. You wouldn't be able to, like, say anything back to them. Um, uh, is there anything else? Wait, or? Does he count as a beast? Do they count as a beast? I don't think he counts as a beast again because he's a humanoid. Damn it. Why is this something you're trying to do? Uh, no, because with Beast Bond, then we could speak telepathically. Um, but that that's not going to work if it's not considered a beast. No, it's not considered a beast. A beast is its, is its own subtype of creature. Just for anyone listening who is curious, um, creatures have 14 types. Aberration, beast, celestial, construct, dragon, elemental, fae, fiend, giant, humanoid, 
monstrosity, ooze, plant, and undead. So when you see something that says beast, it means beast. So like a beast would be your typical animal, like a, a bear, a boar, giant lizards, giant octopus, like when we talked to the, the octopus earlier, stuff like that are all considered beast. Wait, okay, does Jacques, does Jacques speak this language or does Jacques have a spell that can help? Let's see, does Jacques have something that could help? You know, all of a sudden Jacques can understand us. <laughs> I mean, Jacques could always understand common. He just doesn't speak common. But Jacques speaks uh, common, draconic, giant, Aquaian, and Arakorak. Which is the bird language. I don't think Jacques technically has any spells. No, Jacques doesn't have anything that would particularly help. So, are you guys going to tell uh, Eno and Ali about the trapdoor? Or... Oh! Yeah, no. So, um, Eno, don't be mad, but we have to go back. Because, you know, we tried, and it sounds like there's a bedroom, and somebody was in there. So, you know, we couldn't go, like, breaking in. But we also saw a statue of the same humanoid that you saw in the jail. I totally think we're going to fight these guys. And I am here for it. Nope. <laughs> They're scary. Yeah. <laughs> we can destroy them it's gonna be great it's gonna be great Ollie and I just like pat you on the back real hard Ollie takes it but it hurts a little bit <laughs> <laughs> so we have to go back to the trap room yeah we couldn't actually at some point yeah yeah we couldn't actually enter because it sounded like somebody was in there oh yeah hmm so when did you want to... And then also, there's still that key. We don't know what it's for. Did you guys want to go back when... When we returned? Or did you want to go back at, like, another time? Like... I think we've got to go back during, like, the daytime when it seems like people are out and about and doing their things. And likely nobody should be in that room. Oh, okay. So did you guys want to go before we left in the morning? Uh, I'm leaning more towards when we return, probably. Okay. I agree, just in case. Mm -hmm. You know, diplomacy. Mm -hmm. Of course. Diplomacy. Yeah, we, we scratch your back and maybe they won't be so mad when we're breaking into their rooms. It's better to, what's, what's the saying? It's easier to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. Let's yeah. go. All right. So, sounds like a plan. Let's go to bed. Wake up, big day. Yeah, big day. Um, Unless so, anybody wants to do anything. Sorry. Sorry, Jamar. All right. I don't want to rush you guys to sleep or anything. Yeah, I, I didn't want to either. I was like, unless, you know, you guys want to do something else, I don't want you to rush you guys to bed. Oh, I'd like to prank um, Juice. Because he's sleeping. I want to do the, the warm water in the hand thing and make him pee himself. Okay. Um, 
You're gonna have to give me a sleight of hand to dip his hand in one more without Oh, let's go. Plus four. That's a 14. Um, 14. What is Juice's passive? I hope it's a nine. <laughs> Juice McCoy's passive perception is 14. Yes. So, meets a beats, you know? Um... So yeah, you're able to slip his hand into a bowl of warm water. We'll roll to see if he wakes up in a wet spot or not. Oh, I was assuming he wasn't going to wake up. Because <laughs> he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next day, you know. Um, is there anything else you guys want to do tonight? Or is that it for our midnight escapades? Escapade, escapade. Ready to hit the hay. So clearly Franklin took some time to show you all where you'd be sleeping for the night. Um, it's not exactly a four-star tavern or anything like that, but it's reasonable accommodations. There's a couple of beds, and on the far side of the room, you see that there are these hammocks strung across and they've been so kind as to give you all blankets and pillows for the night. As you all begin to drift off, you know, you start having these vivid dreams. You see that you're back on your father's ship and the visual seems very monotone. You see this particular room where you, your father, and all your friends are laughing, having this grand time drinking, but you can't hear what anyone is saying. Am I aware in a dream right now? You're aware that you're in a dream? Mm-hmm. I would think that you know that you're dreaming, yes. You look around the room and you see a lot of familiar faces. Obviously, you see your father, Captain Henry Quint, and you see, you see uh, Long Pants Jim. And he and your father are laughing and drinking to themselves in the corner, sort of away from the rest of the crew. Then you see yourself walking down to the galley and they abruptly stop. And you see Jim leaves and your father welcomes you with open arms, very excited and inebriated. But you don't see where Jim goes once he leaves from your father's company. This whole scene sort of evokes this warm feeling in you, this feeling of home, this feeling of being welcome. You feel as though, apart from this crew, those were the days where you felt like you really had a family. Hmm. Uh, I think, you know, in the dream, she walks up to her father and she 
looks at him and then she looks back to try to find Long Pants Jim. And when she's not able to see him, she starts to cry and some tears fall from, from her eyes. As you go to look for Jim, you see that he sort of just disappears in this crowd of people. And then you turn back to look at your father and your eyes just snap open. And you feel these actual tears starting to come down your face. As Ina wakes up and she hurriedly wipes the tears from her eyes, and I scan the room just to make sure I'm alone. You see that no one else is awake at this point. You know, even though she wipes away the tears, they don't stop coming. She's afraid of, of being seen like this. So as she tries to kind of hide herself from, from this, I think she steps out of the room for a little bit. Give me a stealth check. A 14. So you try your best to quietly tiptoe out of this room without waking up anyone else, and you feel as though you've done a pretty good job slipping, slipping past the door and not waking anyone. She stands outside, and she's just slowly slides and slumps on the wall next to the room and she just cries. She has this strong rush of emotion just wash over her and no matter what she tries to do or her her facade is not working in this moment. She is truly sad. You slide into the hallway and you feel like you have a moment to yourself to really come to terms with your emotions and trying to take in everything from your past. And as you sink deeper into this emotional release, you hear some footsteps. When Eno hears the footsteps, she immediately snaps back. She goes into defense mode. She wipes her eyes and I, I... I stand up to see who's coming. You see Franklin in a sort of makeshift nightgown with these makeshift slippers on. And in his hand, he has a clay mug filled with milk in it. <laughs> and he walks up to you and he says, uh, is, is everything okay? Um, I I know these beds aren't exactly up to salt marsh standards, but uh, you know they're not quite bad once you get used to them. Every everything is fine, Franklin. Thank you. I'm just doing some late night pondering. Roll of deception. Since you're very emotional at the moment. A seven. He walks a little closer and he kind of puts a hand on your shoulder. He says, look, I know that we're somewhat new and 
you probably don't trust me or the lizard folk fully yet, but, you know, if there's something troubling you, it's, you know, th this is a safe space. You can, you can talk to me. I'm thankful for, for that, Franklin, but everything is, is fine. Yes, well, your, your tongue says things are fine, but I, I can't help but feel that something is troubling you. I, it's, it's not my place to pry, but just know that you do have a friend. You have several friends, and it's not really healthy to bottle these things up. I appreciate that. You should get some sleep now. Ali has uh, a long list of things to speak to you about tomorrow. Oh, yes. Um, ah, he takes a long sip of his warm milk, <laughs> hoping that the effects will take effect soon. Mm, yes, Ali. Yes, well... Mm. And he turns. <laughs> you you have a good night, and for my sake, I hope you do get some sleep. And he heads off back to his room. I nod to him before he leaves, but I stay out of the room for a bit longer. And goes, and uh, you all get a good night's sleep and you awake early in the morning um so if you need to you can hit the long rest button you stay out in the hall this whole time um why she's having that dream okay is there anything in particular you do in the morning When I get up in the morning, it's not something she often does. She doesn't do it as often as she should, but she's speaking primordial, which for her sounds like almost reminiscent to waves crashing um, against the shore. And she's speaking a, a prayer. So what is what does that sound like? Let's let's get the the flavor of it. I want like to hear what, what your interpretation of primordial sounds like. Of the waves. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good at sounds. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I mean, that's some pretty solid waves. <laughs> So, again, you take this time in the morning before the rest of the crew uh, wakes up to uh, get some peace, clear your mind, recenter your emotions before you have to engage with your friends again. You just really collect yourself. Um, roll me a perception. Anyone who's awake at this point can roll me a perception, but... Uh, Eno rolled advantage. 
21. Uh, 17. Okay. Anyone else awake at this point? Or is um, Yarin and uh, Ali getting that late morning beauty rest? Late morning beauty rest for sure. Gotcha. Ali? So yes, Ali is 100% getting that late night beauty, late early. She's sleeping late. She's sleeping late. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, this, this does track that, you know, Eno and Evelyn are on the same sleep schedule. You both hear this voice. It sounds very brash. It's not very posh and proper, like the voices you're kind of used to hearing from the lizard folk, like the Queen and Franklin. But it doesn't sound like draconic. It sounds like something else. Eno, this voice you're hearing sounds familiar to you. You definitely recognize it as uh, orcish. As orcish? Mm-hmm. And it's familiar to me? It is. Where is it coming from? Uh, it's coming from a, a nearby room. Whoever this figure is, they are speaking very loudly as if they want everyone to hear them and focus on them. Um, to be clear, they're speaking in common, but they have an orcish accent to their bravado. Can I try to find the source of the voice? Sure. Roll me a uh, investigation or perception, and I'll save you how to figure out what room it's coming from. 14. So you start making your way through the halls, and uh, you feel as though it's coming from the throne room. You know, hearing this voice and just trying to figure out why this is so familiar to her, I, she would just walk in, especially after the night. She's just not really herself, per se. So, I, yeah, I just rush in. You rush in. Okay, so you rush in and you see four orcs and the lizard folk queen having a discussion. Behind the lizard queen, you see uh, three other lizard folk guards. Uh, as you walk in, you hear one particularly large orc say to the queen, uh, with all due respect, ma'am, uh, I feel like we're giving you a pretty sweet deal. Uh, we all know that your little uh, ghost ship is no more, so uh, if you want weapons, you're just going to have to deal with us. Do I recognize that voice? Uh, you do recognize these orcs in here. And you definitely recognize the voice. 
uh, you can tell that these orcs are from another uh, band of pirates that are known as the Naughty Boys. <laughs> N-A-U-T-I-B-U-O-Y-Z. The Naughty Boys. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, like, that's great. Are they like a, a rival of my father's? Uh, I wouldn't say that they're a rival, but they are a group of pirates slash bandits. You have definitely overheard your father talk about them before. Uh, they're, I mean, for lack of a better term, they're very annoying. Uh, they, they're, they're the type that feel like they're in competition with someone, but really the competition's just all in their head. So they, they might feel like they're a rival gang of your father, but your father would just see them as kind of like a pest. Gotcha. Um, hearing it and just even seeing people who are connected to her father after being away for so long uh, Eno rushes in and she stops for a second she kind of tries to get back into her cocky composure she goes as I swim and breathe it's the nauseous voice. What did she say? <laughs> Who just interrupted our meeting? Do my eyes deceive me? You see him start to rub his eyes very comically as uh, the figure before you, you recognize him as Doc the Wild. Do you okay? Doc the Wild. You have heard stories from your father and other members of the crew about Doc the Wild. This uh, outlandish, wild captain who is known for uh, heavy casualties, um, particularly his own crew as he is just this wild orc who has a complete disregard for like people around him mm -hmm. and doc are you still considering yourself to be a captain these days are you still considering yourself the gift of the sea I never consider it. It's a fact. Oh, same old little Eno. There's nothing little about me. You see, he towers you by a good foot. Eno does not care. She squares up <laughs> all the same. Actually, matter of fact, I, <laughs> I have a new spell and I, this sounds perfect to use it. I cast Levitate on myself and get up to his eye level. As you can see, 
There's nothing little about me, Doc. You always were all about the tricks. <laughs> That's what your girlfriend said too. You see the other orcs kind of snicker and he turns to them and it all abruptly stops. And he turns back to you and he his look is a little more stern at this point. Uh, do you have some business here, bro? Or are you just gonna keep bothering us? Cause I feel as though we were having a very important conversation and you just kind of butted your way in. So why don't you see your way out, little Eno? I have plenty of business here. More business than you would ever have. And honestly, you look like you're boring the queen. I look at the queen and I say, whatever business that you want to have, with these shadows, mere shadows of pirates, privateers, I guarantee you, Queen, it's not worth it. You might lose half of your people just based off his neglect. <clears throat> he kind of snickers at you. Hey, you know what I say, you gotta do what you gotta do. The means justify the ends, as I say. Yes, as only you say. You see, he has kind of like a proud look, like that was almost a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do fancy myself call the smart one, you know? Ha. Uh, anyway, as I was saying, Queenie, uh, maybe we should speak some other time when we have a little more privacy. It seems as though you have... Uh, another audience to tend to. My offer is still on the table though. You see he snaps and the uh, other orcs behind him uh, start to straighten up and follow behind him as he starts to walk out of the room. As they leave, Eno says, it's impressive how you clowns seem to stay in a straight line. What can I say? I run a well-oiled ship, you know? As always, it was such a displeasure to see you, Doc. I assure you, the displeasure was all mine, brah. <laughs> Not boy. And he walks out. You turn to the queen and she lets out a deep sigh and puts her hand on her head. Uh... Her face filled with frustration. <sighs> it's so hard to find good help these days. It really must be, because I'll tell you this, Your Highness, and I mean this with all respect. You must truly be desperate to work with the naughty boys. Well, we had a prior engagement with a separate group, but word on the water is they've been disbanded. So we have been in the market for new dealers. Unfortunately, 
the result of war is sometimes you have to deal with less than reasonable or respectable individuals. You're referring to the smugglers, the seagulls. Yes. I told you from the moment we met Queen, I would not lie to you. We disbanded those smugglers and we took that ship. It's how I met lizard folk from your colony before. And it was nothing against you. We had no idea what was happening. It was just simply a job. Yes, I was afraid of that. Um, well, it's water under the ship now. We must do what we must do to stay prepared. I think Eno is thinking back to like the inventory. Do we sell all those weapons? Yes, you guys yes. sell pretty much everything. <laughs> oh, damn. You guys kept like one or two swords, uh, like a handful of javelin. Uh, nobody wanted morning stars, so I think you guys sold all of those. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! Never think Y'all about who you're pirating from. Get our hands on. Jesus <laughs> No, it wasn't just us. You were also down for getting gold. Hey, 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 hey. I said we should keep half of it, okay? Mm-hmm. But the only thing that people wanted to keep half of was the alcohol. Hey, good purpose. We were trying to use a lot of Molotov cocktails beforehand. You know, thinks about that, and she like genuinely feels bad. <laughs> Uh, and she says, Your Highness, we will make sure Saltmarsh does their part in this uh, alliance. But I tell you, do not, do not bother with Doc and his band of idiots. I wish that we had the luxury of really picking and choosing who we decide to deal with, but times are getting desperate. And I feel as though waiting on Saltmarsh will prove to be our downfall. You see her head turn towards the um, figure of the Sahuagin on the wall. And a look of worry washes over her face. I understand that these are very trying times, but I promise you, I will do everything in my power to make sure that all of our people are okay. 
she nods. I will hold off as long as I can, but you must understand that I have to do what's in the best interest of my people. And if that means dealing with some unsavory individuals, then I will have to make that sacrifice. I understand. Thank you for the time. And I apologize for the intrusion. Well, if you will excuse me, I must get to the training room. This war waits for no one, so we must ever be ready. I, I nod and I, I, I leave the, the room. So at this point, I would assume that almost everyone is up. Um, do you head back to the sleeping quarters or are you all going to meet some other place? I'd imagine um, we'd be waiting for Eno to come back. Yeah, I would come back. I would also inform uh the crew about who was here. Um, we we really fucked up, y'all. Those weapons, they were to defend against the Sahuian. And now the queen is considering a contingency plan. There's this group of pirates they believe they're pirates. They're really bottom feeders, but they are very dangerous and unfortunately can be very convincing. The queen has decided to hold off, but we really have to start making a move and get these weapons from Salt Marsh. So we're gonna go to the council and ask them to give the queen or the lizard folk weapons. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Ho, ho, ho. Once we secure this alliance for them. And you think that's something the council will be amenable to? I think everyone but a certain person on the council would agree to it. You are more optimistic than me, Captain. It's not optimism. It's realizing that people will do anything when they feel threatened. Do we still need to uh, take our trip into the swamp? before returning to the council? Uh, I believe it is, considering we won't have an alliance unless we accomplish our task. All right, I guess I'll pack some owlbear to go. 
<laughs> Obviously, uh, Ali is still asleep at this point. <laughs> so, <clears throat> you all um, pack up your things and uh, gather all the rations if you want to take this time to uh, check out the what's left of the armory if you want to grab anything out of there. Now would be the time. Um, in their armory, uh, it's not a lot, but they do have some weapons if you do need anything. Currently, they have 10 clubs, 10 long swords, and 10 morning stars. Those are the only weapons that are left. I'm good. Same. Yeah, I'm good to go. So eventually you all reconvene and the Lizard Queen uh, maps out exactly where you need to go. She takes out this map that details the coast of Saltmarsh. On it, you see that the terrain varies vastly. Um, you see that there are uh, these pathways that line the coast. And um, as you already know, the, um, the journey from this Lizardfolk colony to South Marsh takes about 12 hours. Um, however, the journey to the layer of Thousand Tooth is about four hours from the lizard boat colony eight hours from south marsh um you see that it is nestled deep within the swamps and as she saw begins to detail the best way to get there she makes it a point to warn you that um you will be entering into Bullywug territory. So it is of the utmost importance that you stay cautious of your surroundings. Has Mordecai been traveling with or around us in any vicinity? Uh, I don't even know the last time you guys checked in with it's Mordecai. It's been a while. <laughs> Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I wonder if we can somehow get in touch with Mordecai and be like, hey, so you want to be our official tour guide? Make sure <laughs> nothing happens to us. Even though I'm sure we're going to be fine. We're not lizard folk. I mean, if you guys want to take the detour to go back to South Marsh and pick up Mordecai and then head to... <laughs> The swamps. Um, yeah, I don't know if Mordecai would appreciate us maybe putting his life in mortal danger. Hey, hey, how about we put you on a ship that is going to go back to the, the folks that you're scared of and that eat your people? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. But um, yeah, she uh, she maps out everything for you, and she hands you the map. And 
you see that a crowd of lizard folk have all gathered and they begin cheering for you all as they uh, lead you out of the lizard folk colony and see you off on your way to the swamps. And that's where we'll stop. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Dungeon Family D&D Podcast. Don't forget to check in every Tuesday for new episodes. You can find us on all major social media platforms. Smash that follow button, drop a comment, or just say what's up. This episode is brought to you by our partners, Nuke Skatecrafts, our favorite spot for custom resin projects and the nicest rolling dice. What are we talking about? Mercy. That was a lot. Everything. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Christmas. Christmas Subway. is whack. Subway's whack. Subway. No. Subway's fire. <laughs> Subway's Subway. fire. Said Subway's no fire. Um, Even though Subway's the fire spot, uh, we are all going to get Jimmy John's gift cards and our gift baskets. Michelle, yep. just matching you up. It's grown. <laughs> um. Uh. We're all getting um. Jimmy John, fifteen dollars. We're get, everybody has to get the Dungeon Family meal. Um, <laughs> what is the Dungeon Family meal? Oh gosh, uh, here you go it again. is a. It is. I'm glad you asked. It is. <laughs> it is a singular. Uh, actually, it's a half of a sugar cookie and the other half of a peanut butter cookie in the sleeve, mm. smushed together to make one cookie. And okay. can I just clarify when you say Subway? Which subway is this in reference to? The sandwich shop. Ew. First off, you didn't cheat it out of a sandwich because it's already been proven yes. that that 12 inch sandwich ain't, it's not a foot long, okay? Yeah, yeah. And then secondly, that shit is gross. I feel like if you willingly yes. step foot into a subway, like you've already come to terms with disappointment. Yes. And your sandwich not being 12 inches. It's like the least he worries. <laughs> you're, you're like, you already know. You're, you're, yeah. You went in there with low expectations. The fact that they actually gave you substance on two pieces of bread is like beyond what you could have dreamed of. <laughs> exactly. Also, you're not going exactly. to subway sober, though. At least for oh, me. Oh, 110% you're what? not going Subway sober. Subway drunk? Subway is 100% <laughs> not my go-to drunk place. His shops. That are only because you have po' boys and you can get a po' boy literally anywhere, so there's never any reason to go to Subway. No, I yes, there are sandwich shops, but like sometimes you're just in a mood where I want to eat trash never. and it's gonna get to my never. house in ten minutes. How yep. do your subways yep. stay open in New York? Like, two. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, about no two a.m. No, no wonder y'all eat never. Subway. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Never. Okay, that, that makes a, more sense. That makes there's a more sense. There's a bodega on like every corner in New York. Okay, there's okay. no reason to go to a subway. No, I'm close at 11. I don't yeah, have like bodegas. That's like me going to Taco Bell at like 2 o'clock because fuck it. Because $2 burritos. The options are Subway and Taco Bell. And then a place yep. that's going to take an hour. We need to oh, move. no, no, no. McDonald's. <laughs> it's McDonald's, Taco Bell, White Castle, Subway, 7-Eleven. Yes. I think I take my chances with the 7 Eleven. Nah, them taquitos at 2 a.m. Go, ugh, you don't want that. You don't want that. You don't want that.
Staten Island don't have um, bodegas. Like we, and if you do, you have to go to certain like parts of the island. And I don't live on those certain parts anymore. And if you do live on those certain parts, again, the bodegas close at like nine thirty. <laughs> mm. Sorry, y'all. I don't know what I like. Let's go to the bodega <laughs> and get you a uh, party tray. A party tray. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a party tray of sandwiches, so you're already, you know, <laughs> you stay ready. You got to get ready. Freeze <laughs> 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 Oh my god. Yo, I'm crying. I can't. I'll take a defrosted bodega sandwich over Subway at 2 a.m. That's pretty much the same thing. You're, you're pretty much doing the same thing. No, 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 it's not the same thing because one, you know what it is, and the other one is, is fake in the funk. Like, Subway is. I've never ate a bodega sandwich that didn't come from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that they did have. Uh, Subway did get sued in. Um, uh, I think it was like. If some Euro- I think it was either London or in some European country where the sugar content was so high in the, the bread that it was mm-hmm. legally dubbed as cake. Yeah. yeah. And also the tuna isn't real. <laughs> the tuna isn't real. It's the meat in Taco Bell isn't either. They It's like powder. They put it in water, in hot water, and then they stir it. No, it's, it's definitely, it's real meat, but it's low grade meat. I used to work at Taco mm-hmm. Bell. It's deep. <laughs> Dehydrated grade D meat, uh, yeah. which is like the same level as like most dog food. Oh. Damn, it was sensational. Mm, I'm gonna go get me a taco later. <laughs> <laughs> Extra sour cream. And you know, the craziest thing is like Taco Bell is considered one of the healthiest fast food chains. Yeah, because all that lettuce. <laughs> Not the iceberg. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the crazy thing. That's oh, crazy. God. Taco Bell is one of the few places that still offer like salads. Like their salad bowls. I mean, I understand that, but like in comparison to other fast food, Wendy's. Yeah, Wendy's. A Wendy's salad is so much better than a Taco Bell. Their strawberry salads, bruh. Fire. Fire. I think I've become too bougie for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, but there is this like one, bo- like one bodega. It's called John's. I used to eat there all the time during high school. Like we used to get these fries, and we used to call them like they call we. It's got now that I think about it, it's not the best name, um, oh. and it's they're called wet fries, <laughs> and. They, all right uh what's it called so you would basically get fr- french fries um they're basically like disco fries which is like uh cheese and gravy but you add more sauce to it so it's like gravy ketchup um marinara sauce that just um, sounds horrible mayonnaise what? ranch what Man. It, it, I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do. I just, I'm getting a sensory overload just hearing you describe it. it and it's um and cheese and it's delicious. Like it's so good. Like it's so good. Okay. And on that note, why don't we just go ahead and roll for recap? What's up, Dungeon Family? It's me, Marcy. I play the revenge seeking rogue Ali Montier, and I'm here to tell you about the Dungeon Family Merch Shop. We got merch. We got shirts. We got 
t-shirts. I said that. We got pins. We got stuff for you to put on your persons and rep our podcast. And we can't wait to see you all in it. And you can find this awesome stuff at redbubble.com slash people slash blacks and dragons. It's blacks, the letter N, dragons. So check it out. Give us a little look-see and we can't wait to see you in the stuff. Have a great day and enjoy the episode. But it's like this, though. I'm tired of folks, you know what I'm saying? I'm closed-minded folks, you know what I'm saying? It's like we doing geek shit, we cosplaying, we playing D&D, and don't nobody want to feel it, but it's like this. Black nerds got something to say, that's all I got to say. <laughs>